0: You are Locked On Cowboys. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Locked on. Locked on. Locked. Lock on? Locked on. Lock on. Locked on Cowboys. Well, hello there. Uh, I am Landon McCool. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at McCoolBCB. And this is the Locked On Cowboys podcast. And I am post padded practice one. Training camp has begun and I have made it. I have not only made it to training camp, watched training camp practice. I am uh, on my way home. I have stopped. I have pulled over to have a quick conversation with you gentlefolk uh, about what I saw and uh, just a little bit kind of uh, talk about the experience a little bit because I feel like it, it was a little different this year and I'll start, I guess I'll start there um, overall uh, I, I feel like they've kind of made an effort the, the the team or whoever I guess runs the facilities maybe it's it's the Hilton I think maybe that's it um, they've, they've really done a, a great job of upgrading you know the whole feel of the of the of the training camp's the layout. Uh, uh, you know, it just feels like they've added more features. Things are more convenient. Um, you know, just kind of open, they, they had there There was a lot of stupid rules about access to certain areas. Uh, they kind of opened things up a little bit, you know, just things look a little bit nicer. That they they spend a little bit more money on signage, little stuff like that. It's just the experience is just generally better than it has been. Because, and and I think if you speak to people like, and we're gonna have Sean Kirshner on at some point, he's gonna be a rabble rouser, as you may know him if you followed his work on Twitter or on, um on the blogging the boys he uh uh you know he had commented about how it really felt like the the product of the of the Cowboys training camp had really kind of suffered to a certain degree and I don't I don't disagree I mean I feel like for a couple of years in a row it felt like access had been weird you know they had weird angles they had restrictions on where you could go uh it, it had just kind of gotten really odd um and and kind of, you know, not as much fun as previous years. But I, I am happy to report that I feel like they've made some changes and, and, and they're for the positive. So with that out of the way, let's talk about the football stuff, which I know the reason you're here. So um, I just kind of took general notes, but really, I think kind of looking through them a lot. Uh, of what I came up with was offensive line and defensive line stuff, and, and with some you know play stuff mixed in there. Um, I know that there's going to be tons of talk about what Dak did, and actually at the end of all this, after I go through my notes, we can go through my formational um, checks because I, I you know have been tracking first team full pad live um, reps, which I, I use those because those it's such a uh, rare set that they, they do so few live, you know, 11 on 11 first team full speed reps, uh, in pads, because it's just so, you know, because of CBA and, and restrictions and all that. So when they do that and, and they, you, you, pay attention to what they're doing because they're not, you know, wasting reps there. It's, it's the, they're especially when it comes to formation or, or personnel groupings and stuff like that. You know they're doing stuff that I think likely has a chance to be done in the regular season as well. So um, we'll talk about that at the end. So uh, just a couple notes I had: uh, Covington, the defensive tackle that we signed from Houston. This kid, I really like the way he moves, Uh, and and some people compared him to uh, Terrell McLean, and I think that that was interesting. He he does he seems a little bit more top heavy. Um, He's he doesn't quite explode like. Uh, I think uh, Terrell McLean does. I really, I mean, I think Terrell McLean when he was here was one of the most more underrated players on our team. Um, but I think Covington really was was playing uh, was was looking like a guy who was um, a lot more athletic than I anticipated um, the the when, when we signed him. I think he he looks like a guy who you know maybe could even give you some early down snaps at three technique maybe. Um, a lot of these notes, just to, just by the way, uh, especially because of the first day of practice, you know for me it's a, a lot about looking at the new guys and noticing their bodies and in, in relation to the other guys and kind of getting a feel for what kind of athlete they are so there's going to be a lot on that, and this next one is that C- Carrie Hyder Hyder was a lot looked a lot taller to me than than um, than I thought initially, uh, or at least what I expected to me he looked like he was wearing number 56 and he looked like, you know, he was kind of almost Dayton Jones filling out that, that number. Uh, he's big, he's tall and, and taller than I expected and big. Um, I, I can see how he could easily play defensive tackle and defensive end spots, uh, because he does, he does have a, a bigger body than, uh, than I anticipated. That's for sure. Um, I I mean I I think I saw you know you look at the numbers or you look at the uh, you know the roster, uh, estimations of what their weight are and, and you know it's you wonder how accurate it is and when you see these guys in person you kind of get a better feel and he just like in his pads he looks taller he looks more stretched out than um, than I anticipated he does move really well as well I'm excited to see this whole group frankly. Um, one quick note that I, I thought that was interesting: Chris Marshall was running this kind of uh, drill for the defensive backs, where he had a group running like wide receivers out wide, holding a, a you know a pad like a like one of those kind of flat punch pads, not like a round uh, tackle dummy, but like those flat flat you know kind of foot and a half tall, uh, you know. About six inches thick, kind of pad, kind of like almost like a shield-shaped pad, right? Um, so they had one group that was out there as wide receivers holding those pads, running routes, and then the, the drill was for the defensive backs who were kind of dropping into coverage, and then the and then Rashard was playing quarterback, would throw the ball at you know the 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 wide receiver, quote unquote defensive back who's holding the shield. And the job of the defensive back is to break on the ball, and instead of going for the ball, you're supposed to grab the pad out of the wide receiver's hand and and, and take it away from him. And, and it's and and it, I think the idea is that they're teaching you to break on the ball and to hit the the, the receiver, uh, but to target your hit specifically to use reach it with your hands to grab. Uh, and to you know, and also this is a good way to teach, uh, and to get a whole bunch of reps on breaking on the ball, you know, you know, making movements on the ball, uh, making movements on a receiver in, in the middle of the field, without you know having a huge collision, but still getting good movements out of your defensive backs by having them reach out and you know wrap up or around the pad. And, and it was just very interesting looking because everyone was no one was going for the ball. It's just like the ball was kind of the the you know the trigger for the the drill and the the defensive back would break on it and the you know the defensive back who's you know simulating a wide receiver was who's basically running a slant or like an eight route like a deep in um you know basically <laughs> holding this pad and then suddenly they're they're passing the pad off as they're running past each other it's very it's very odd um I watched a little bit of the offensive line. The, the offensive line had had good run fits. It looks like today. Uh, it seems like everybody's you know kind of picking up where they left off. I mean, immediately you saw them blowing up big holes for uh, the on the defensive line. Now, granted, you know we. I think Ross was the starting one of the starting defensive tackles, and I mean it wasn't the, you know, necessarily the first team. I'm, group out there, because I think Taco was the starting left defensive end, but still, it was good to see those guys, you know, kind of just immediately pick up where they left off. Obviously, no Frederick, so we'll see what he's like when he gets back. Uh, dude, I am here to tell you that Dalton Schultz uh, has figured it out, and I and I, and I think I, I told y'all. I mean, I, I, I knew that, I hoped that he would develop into that, and I saw a little bit of what I, I would hope he would develop into. He was, last year was just he was so skinny, and he, you know, he just didn't have the body the to do what he had to do as a blocker. But his, he was so technically sound. He was flexible. He was able to get into body positions the way he needed to. And dude, I saw him. Mean, I'm saying dude a lot because I'm excited. I saw him bury. I think it was Kerry Hyder, twice. Two at least two different times, uh, in one-on-one run blocking. Where he was the backing guy and he just got a hold of him and put him on the ground and then finished like an offensive lineman. It was beautiful. And I was like, what where is this guy? I mean, finally this guy gets a little bit of upper body. And, and that's the other thing too about Schultz. I don't know if no one anyone else talked about it, but in his arms, uh in his you know, his kind of upper body, he he looks Bigger. He he doesn't look scrawny like, you know, beanpole out there, kind of just flexible. And, you know, before it looked like he was a wrestler, you know, because he was so, you know, except not, a, you know, like a lightweight wrestler because he was getting, doing all the positions, but he was so skinny. Um But now, I mean, he looked I and mean, he looked fierce at times. And I, I, I think that that was exciting for me to see, because I, I, I feel like, you know, we've gotten a lot of reports about Jarwin and I'm here to tell you, folks, Jarwin looks great. Um, But I I think what we should be excited about is that I think we have three, you know, solid tight ends now. And I think that they're all three going to get opportunity to do different stuff. And I think Schultz has shown that he could be a value as a blocker for sure. Uh, I saw uh, uh, Hill. I'm blanking on names right now. I'm, I'm almost saying Tyreek Hill, which is uh, not terrible, which is terrible. I'm going to learn all these guys' names as, as I'm going. But he blew up a run drill uh, uh, pretty good with, with penetration. He kind of felt like he had an up and down uh, day today. I, I watched him specifically. Tristan Hill. Jeez. There we go. Um, you know, I felt like there was uh, one or two times where he I, – I saw him get washed uh, I feel like he got beat up a little bit and was t- and was worn out and i think he i think he it's it's been a rude awakening for him at times uh but I also think that there were times where he really looked good and he looked like he was he was penetrating he was disruptive uh and he was you know he gave good effort. I just feel like it was it's a lot for him right now he's he's getting an education right now. Um, Daniel wise is another guy Speaking of defensive tackles Daniel wise at uh, two or three different times made really nice plays uh, and I think just is showing up clearly as a guy who is playing at a level higher than you know he he's, play, he's like the third or fourth defensive tackle and he's playing against guys that you know even though the offensive line is, is deep uh, he's playing against guys that he's just he's he's overmatching so he may be ready for uh, almost immediately if he can keep that I mean this is day one with pads so you know all we're doing is getting a baseline with these guys all we're doing is trying to figure out where these guys are right now the key is to keep it up like you know this means this is all information this is not uh, predictions that you know oh this guy's ready this guy's good all of this th- my report for on this guy right now on player X is going to evolve as I'm giving you more and more of these that's the point is that you're, it's supposed to watch these guys and see where they start and where they go from there and how they finish. How they finish is very important by the way. Um great deep ball by Cooper Rush to Reggie Ball. Uh was uh, uh, I think uh not Reggie Ball. I'm Reggie Davis. I'm sorry. Uh who made a great catch down the field. Um and I I think Dak had one that was very similar too that was went down to Reggie Davis. Reggie Davis had one that was he that was the one from Dak you know he was kind of coming across the field and Dak found him uh over he put it over a linebacker and Davis had to reach up a little bit and get it because Davis is small but it was I mean once he got it in his hands he was able to accelerate you know horizontally through the defense and then turn upfield and get a touchdown and then the deep ball from Rush uh Davis it was just up the sideline and Davis got deep and, and was able to get up and get the ball and bring it down. So, um, you know, we heard stuff about him in, in uh, OTAs. It feels like he did a couple different things during practice today. I noticed him. So, I don't. I mean, I don't know where that guy's. How that guy fits on the team. You know, maybe I guess he takes Davon Austin's job if it's possible. But I, we'll see. Um, I'm here to tell you that uh, uh, we should be a little bit excited about the off season that we are we got out of Williams. Because I, I, I think coming in, you know, I, you hear that he's up to 320 pounds. You see pictures of him, you know, posted on social media all over the spot. And, you know, first day of practice, I see him, you know, I've i tried to get close and listen to the coaching. They're really coaching him up. They're working on his passing base. I tweeted I I t- I t- I t- that out that I heard Colombo really harping on making his base narrow, narrower. Um, but you watched him in. In first of all, I, I'm sure it's being widely reported. Offensive line Williams, Martin, and Tyron Smith were uh, six for six, each each having two reps. Six six for six uh, on uh, on one on one reps today, and Connor Williams obviously had two of those. Like I said, so against Malik Collins, he looked good and solid and there was definitely one moment where he did the zach martin arch back move where he just d- digs his feet in and arches his back b- back and he's just it's it's over and i was just like i could my i was my mouth was cape a little bit so uh I, i'm i'm excited about what i've seen from williams so far he, he i feel like he had a good day today um I, I put another note. You know, Daniel Wise had a tackle for loss. He had a he put Sue in a spin cycle during a, a pass, pass rush drill. I think a one on one. Um, and then they had really good back to back reps where, between Connor Williams and uh and Tristan Hill, where they each won one, and I, that was really great to see because I feel like they're two young players that are both playing very well right now. Um. I mean, you know, or at least competing at a level, you know, this is, again, the first day, but this, I think they're competing at a level that's, like, good to see. Um, Jalen Guyton had a great catch over the shoulder. Uh, Guyton showed up. You know, it looks, you know, number 83 looks like Terrence Williams at times, but with a little bit better hands, maybe. And, um, it was it was impressive and we've we've heard talk about him, uh, but to see him out there and, and getting deep and, and showing separation doing things like you know catching over the shoulder uh cleanly was was very impressive um and those are all my notes that I've got I do need to uh, I can go over some of the tracking stuff um you know I will say that I feel like uh there was over fifty percent i mean i, I don 't know i haven't i, I haven 't really crunched these numbers yet i got sixty i captured sixteen total first team full speed pad plays and I would say that easily over half of them um, were were plays that included motion so they are definitely i mean i think it's been reported by other people it's been reported by brian Broadus. Um it's I, I just think that it's clear that they are planning on making motion and shifts and helping – identify help whether it's helping, you know, helping Jack identify what the defense is doing or it's just helping deceive people to help figure out, you know, what they are trying to do to figure us out. But, I mean, it, it's just – it's a lot of, you know – Getting a tight end and splitting him out wide. I saw, uh, I saw uh, Olawale split out wide and then motioned into the into the uh, backfield. You know, we saw them working on reverses and then you know the the uh, the screen off of the reverses. And and you know the, those are like those are staples of the offense and that's not new from Scott Linehan. So I don't want to like imply that that's like some huge change or anything. But what I mean at the very least. What you're seeing is how that the kind of similar principles are are being presented in a different way. Um, you saw formationally, uh, you know, the the tight ends lining up in different spots. Uh, you saw tight ends lining up wide. You saw, um, you know, wide receivers motioning into the formation to block, like at times, uh, like sort of similar to what you saw. In, uh, in Los Angeles at uh, different points last year. Um, the Rams, specifically. Um, and I just feel like when I pay was paying attention to the... Uh, to... how they were lining up and, and when I was trying to keep track of the personnel on the, on the field, uh, it felt like they were using space better um, by, you know, by moving people in different spots and then, you know, getting plays to those guys. That's what it feels like at times when the Cowboys even did use motion at times, they didn't really use the motion player. It feels like the ball, they didn't get, the ball didn't end up going to them. It feels like they're using motion now to get key players into, you know, important spots on the field in order to, Either get the ball to them or to, uh, you know, get get a matchup that they want, which they can either exploit or then exploit something off of that. So, um, but it was interesting because you saw a lot of eleven personnel. I saw a lot of twenty one personnel. It's interesting. It it felt like there was definitely still twelve personnel. I mean, I think uh, there was like three or four of those of of twelve personnel groups. Um, But it was interesting to see. Equal amounts of twenty-one personnel as there was twelve personnel. So if they're going to have run formations, it seems like tied, that fullback is going to be a big part of that. Um, and then again, I mean, a, a lot of a lot of eleven personnel, a lot of uh, three wide receivers, and, and they, you know, it, a lot of because because Cobb didn't practice today, it was a lot of rotation um, between different different guys who were coming in. Tavon came in or, or um, you know, at one point I, I think uh, Lenore, Lance Lenore was in. Um, so, you know, they, they kind of moved in a bunch of different guys uh, t- to uh, sh- shuttle in, I guess, depending on what they were doing. So uh, lots of cool stuff. And um, I'm excited to see what, what we have later on this week. I'll be back go- going out there Friday. <laughs> Um, we're going to have some more pods this week, so, uh, definitely keep it locked on us and, uh, we will be updating as we hear more information. There's still obviously lots of kind of pending stuff with all these contracts. So if we hear anything more, we will definitely check in. So, uh, that's it for me today and I'll talk to you soon.